Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're back in Canada. We're in Calgary. Shoutouts, Canada Hardcore, Scoped Exposure, Serration, Stepping Stone, Plead, False Body. You know the fucking vibes. Today, we have on Jay Breen. He sings for a band called Trench. He helps with the fest Wild Rose. He's an amazing tattoo artist, and I had a really fun time talking to him. I'm always so fascinated with other scenes, especially international scenes. So I was really happy to be able to pick his brain about how his band started and asked a couple questions about Wild Rose. We talked about his real job, which I think is pretty awesome. And I'm really happy to have been able to pick his brain about that. We even talk a little bit about food. Have you ever heard of a donair? I haven't. Thanks to Maddie Matheson, he put me on game and now I know what a donair is and I kind of want to try it. Probably won't be my favorite thing in the world, but I have to do it for the culture. Uh, Garrett and I were traveling up to Canada. We're going to get some donairs. We're going to have some fun. We're going to see all of our friends from Canada and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it. Wild Rose 2020. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome Jay Breen. Podcast, Jay. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> so, yeah, no, th- th- this is awesome. Uh, I've like I was really surprised at how welcoming everybody from Canada has been. Like, I, I first had on uh, the dudes from Stepping Stone. And then Spencer from Scoped Exposure reached out and I was like more than willing to have him on because I support everything that he does. And then mm-hmm. just I'm um, having like those two people on the podcast, uh, just like getting in touch with like uh, false body and people just yeah. showing support from out there to what I do, I, I thought was amazing. And then somehow um, I found out about Trench and I definitely had my eye on you, been wanting to have you on for a long time. So I'm happy we uh, finally made it here. Uh, thanks, man. I really, I, I super appreciate like you interested in, in what we're doing, but yeah, those are definitely uh, really good people to have on your podcast. Uh, the Stepping Stone dudes are like obviously super nice to talk to you, but they're super cool to be. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer's super like, um, nice. Uh, he, uh, he knows what he's talking about. So, yeah. So, um, right now, are, are you, you're based out of Calgary? Yeah, I'm in Calgary, basically, uh, born and raised here, but, uh, yeah, I'm in Calgary and we'll probably be here for, for forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. And that's cool. Yeah. I'm, and I've, I've never been to Canada, so I'm always like curious like what it's like out there. Um, but I do plan on making the trip out there next year for Wild Rose, like me and a buddy. Oh, really? Yeah, me and my buddy Garrett, like we're like I'm making a real big effort to actually go out to the fest next year because I've seen the videos and I've talked to Spencer and it just seems like a really good time. So I figured why not yeah. make my first trip to Canada um, revolve around an awesome fest. It seems like a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, that's so sick. I'm super pumped that you're that you're gonna come. Um, yeah, we're working on 
making it just as good as last year, if not better. So we're really excited. And yeah, that means the world that you're going to come out and make it to your buddy. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. Uh, can you talk about uh, what it was like growing up in Calgary and how you got into hardcore? Uh, yeah, for sure. Growing up in Calgary is, I don't know, a normal place to grow up. There isn't really much. So you do find yourself being a little bit bored as a kid, I think. Um, but I got into hardcore pretty, I don't know, pretty young. And actually, uh, Bryce. Uh, put me on to, to hardcore when I first uh, I switched schools and I went to Bryce's school and uh, I didn't like have any friends or anything and I think uh, I was wearing some kind of band shirt I, I can't remember what the band shirt I was wearing but I wore like a, like a fucking metal shirt something and Bryce kind of picked me out of a crowd and asked what was up and we just became friends and bands like um, like Terror and, and Madball and Agnostic Front and um, bands like that. And yeah, it's basically how I got into it. And then shortly after, started going to local shows. Um, just, yeah, just really price uh, that for sure. <laughs> and the local shows at that time, was it like a, a pretty vibrant scene at the time or was it a pretty low attendance? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I do remember they were fucking massive, man, to be honest with you. Way bigger than they are now. Uh, pretty crazy scene uh, when I first started going to shows. Um, definitely like a huge mix of of, uh, of types of bands. Uh, every band is kind of different. But I remember going to shows uh, just in like community halls, and there's like 200-whatever 200 people. That's kind of unheard of these days for a small, not that Calgary is a small town, but it's a city in Canada that they off for, for hardcore that much anymore. And yeah, there used to be like 200 kids. In yeah, I remember in my uh, growing up and learning about hardcore, I always like looked at bands that, like Comeback Kid is like being like, you know, the band from Canada to kind of know sure. about. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'd say that, that's pretty normal. <laughs> So for, for you growing up in Calgary, like what bands from the area uh, were around at that time and like what uh, was the band that was pretty big in Calgary? Yeah, there was a couple for sure. Uh, I guess my, my like favorite local band at the time was this band called uh, Nikola Tesla. Uh, they were like, I guess more or less like a, like a metalcore band, you know, but, uh, but yeah, they were, they were huge. Everybody knew the words and it was super, uh, I don't know when I watched that like sets like that when I was a kid, I thought it was the coolest shit. Just like everybody singing along to um, these like super depressing songs and, and something about it just made me super happy. So I, I love Nikola Tesla. Um, they're not a band anymore, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, that was the band that I was into. There's a band called uh, Olivia that I was into as well. Um, what was the other band? Oh yeah, the band called uh, the Ghost Cried Murder. <laughs> it's uh, kind of a funny name, but I just remember those three bands uh, from from my youth. So yeah, they were. Uh, and uh, do you ever know like what happened to those guys? Because obviously they're not together anymore. But did you know if any of them still are still around doing things for the scene? Yeah, I don't know about um, the people in Olivia or the Ghost Cried Murder. Um, I don't think any of those people are playing at least hardcore music anymore. I'm not sure. Um, oh, actually there is a guy, um, 
from uh, the Ghost Cry Murder that plays in a band called Sabretooth. Um, but okay. but um, still friends with a few of those dudes. Um, but the singer, uh, Jeff, was a, really, was a good friend, and uh, he actually passed away a few years ago. So he, uh, that band is no longer. Uh, he's also singing a band called Demolisher. And, uh, yeah, they're a really good band. So rest in peace, Jeff. Damn. Sorry to hear about that. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, he was a good dude. Oh. So in Calgary, you lived there your whole life. I, I know I've talked about this before, but growing up, I used to hate where I was just because I was some like angsty teenager and just wanted to go sure. out and like see the world. Did you ever get those vibes or have you ever moved away from Calgary? Sure. Um, no, I've never moved away from Calgary, but I do remember as a kid, like thinking like this place kind of sucks. You know, I think every kid does uh, when they first start growing up. But, uh, but I, I've done a little bit of traveling and stuff, uh, even just with tattooing um, and, uh, and even just with trench, like getting out of the city is really good for your, for your mental, especially if you don't like where you live. And just, I don't know, I've just come to grow to appreciate my city, man. I don't really, uh, whenever I go to another place, I don't think that it's better than where I live anymore. I'm excited to come home. So I think, uh, I think it's just all about perspective be honest okay uh, have you ever traveled to the united states um i've been there quite a few times not for work but just for fun uh, i've done a few fests that i've been to uh, for hardcore and then i've gone to get tattooed a few times in the states um in uh in new york and san francisco a few times um i've been to la we went to disneyland and we went to uh uh, Universal. Uh, we were there for like three days uh, last year. Um, that's about it, man. Yeah, nothing. I haven't been everywhere. That's for sure. Oh, that's totally understandable. I'm 30, yeah. and I haven't been to all the United or to all the states in the United States. I've only been to like a select few. Uh, yeah, tr- trying to get out to see more. But I'm curious, what hardcore fest have you traveled out to? Um, I used to go to Rain Fest a lot. Um, I, I went maybe like three or four years uh, to Rainfest. I've been to This Is Hardcore once. Um, I think that was like was a long time ago now, actually. I don't forget about it. It was like four years ago uh, I went to This Is Hardcore. Um, that's it. Yeah, those are, the, those are the only fests that I've been to uh, in the States. I was supposed to come to Sound and Fury one year, with uh, actually with Nathan from Stepping Stone. Um, but I got super sick at the airport and I couldn't get on the plane. <laughs> so I uh, had to stay home. Oh, I, I think he talked about that on the podcast. Oh, really? Actually, yeah, yeah he did, man. I listened to that episode. I should know that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, I, yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I, well, wow. Full circle now because I had no idea yeah, that no was shit. you. Yeah, no fucking shit. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was me. I got sick at the airport and couldn't go to Sam Fury. Um, I really wanted to see Iron Age. I think that's the closest Iron Age has come to to my city. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go see Iron Age at an after show in Santa Fury. But, um, but yeah, that, was, that didn't work out. Damn. How did you get sick so fast? Like, did you even try to like, just like wait it well, out? I woke up like that evening or I guess the flight was at like super early, like 6am. So I woke up at like four or something and I immediately was like, Oh fuck! I like I got puked. So like I puked before I went to the airport, um, 
I just think I had some sort of food poisoning or something, man. But I was like super sick before I even like got in the cab to go to the airport. And I was like, okay, maybe it'll pass by the time I get there. And then I was like, literally got through customs and everything. And I was still puking. And I was like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to go. So I, uh, I told Mason what was up and he had to go by himself. <laughs> That's so crazy. Dang. Yeah. And I know. Yeah. You fun. just, I <laughs> just went home. You're, you're like, Oh crap. I'm sick. And you just like, like missed dude, out. I, I, I straight up like fucking sulks in the cab on the way home. Cause I was feeling so sick. Yeah. It was the worst. I would have way rather gone to the sex. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I hate after shows. I, I, th- I think they're, always so rough just because like the fest is such yeah. a long day and then knowing oh. that okay it's like after the fest there's like a little break but then we got to go straight to another show it's, it's rough fuck, man yeah it's super rough but but if the band is worth it like i'll i'll sit through it man i'll wait till three in the morning till that band plays but it is definitely not ideal you know um, yeah i i think when we like when we planned wild rose we were you know, we were like, should we do an after show? And I think the consensus was that we shouldn't. <laughs> there isn't enough uh, enough of a demand here to do an after show to make people wait after after our particular fest to go see another band. I don't think it would fly. And speaking of Wild Rose, like, when do you start planning on like booking bands for that fest? Because I'm always curious on how that stuff works out because um, it's such like yeah. a big task, like especially for you guys being in another country and trying to get bands from the U.S. Oh, yeah. to try to travel up there. Oh, yeah, totally, man. Um, basically, we, we start doing it, um, at least this year, we started doing it pretty early. Maybe we started a couple months ago, like reaching out to bands. Uh, we actually have a meeting uh, today uh, to discuss some other stuff. But, yeah, we're already already planning it for sure. Uh, basically, because like you say, we're in a different country and we need to give all these bands like a ton of notice. So we just start doing it right away, basically. Nobody gets back to us right away, but at least it's in their ear, you know. Yeah, for sure. And it, Yeah. Okay. And is it uh, going to be two days this year? It's going to be two days, yeah. It'll be basically more or less um, the same layout as last year. Okay. And uh, yeah, do you know the dates? Is it like same weekend or? Uh, it's going to be a different weekend. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say, but uh, okay. I think we're gonna we're gonna announce that like very very soon, like the actual dates. Um, we we can't announce any bands or anything yet, obviously, but. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely announce a date pretty soon, but it is going to be a different date than last year. Okay, that that's yeah. cool. Spice it yeah. up, change things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Change the weekend. I find, uh, especially in Alberta, um, people leave in the month of May. Like people have lots of time off of work, so it's uh, it's not the best time to put a fest that we kind of realize. So we're going to change. Uh, we're going to change it this year. Okay, um, and it's not good because like uh, are like businesses closed or is it just like the city just like like weird at that time? Yeah, it's just like a it's just really nice. It's like the first like Canada's or not Canada as a whole, but Calgary is pretty pretty cold. Um, you know, up until let's say like April, like late March. You know, so when it starts to get nice out, people tend to go camping. And, go do stuff in the wilderness and stuff. So it's uh it's not a weird time or anything. Just no one's around. <laughs> okay. 
And is yeah. that is that something that you do as well? Are, are you pretty in tune with nature? Um, no, not really. You know, I like walking around my city, but um, I like to hike here and there a couple times a year. But I'm not trying to go out like every weekend uh, to go see a mountain. Unfortunately, it's uh, I grew up around it, so I've definitely taken it for for granted. But it's uh, yeah, not something I do all the time. But I'm not opposed to it either. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. I, I used to be part of this, uh, like, hiking group, and, like, we would do, like, night hikes and do, like, just normal trails, like, on the weekends. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like I did it because I enjoyed their company more than actually just being out in nature. 100%, yeah. Yeah, so it was fun. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, so it was definitely fun. Like, I don't think I ever got excited to, you know, drive out to this mountain at 10 p.m. to sneak into this um, restricted park to, you know, walk through some tunnels. I think it was always just fun just hanging out with the friends that that I had. A hundred percent, man. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I'd rather, like, you know, go get some food or or sit at somebody's house and and talk if I'm going to hang out with my friends, you know. But, uh I don't know. We take a lot of people from out of town. People come to do uh, like guest spots at our shop for tattooing, um, even from like overseas and stuff. And we'll take people from the UK to go see the mountains and they will freak the fuck out because they've never seen that shit. Um, like they'll cry. They'll like spend all day there just looking at it. So when I do that kind of stuff with people, it, that's like cool if they've never seen it before. But I don't know. I prefer just to like, go for dinner or something if we're hanging out yeah no i I definitely get that like where i grew up there's like tons of mountains and stuff so i definitely just yeah it's just like oh like where my parents live like they literally live like probably like a 10 minute walk to a mountain it's like pretty close yeah because they they live in like this like old like historic neighborhood that's like surrounded by mountains that's sick where where do you live sorry man i didn't even ask like where where are you at uh in Orange County, like down the street from D- Disneyland. Oh, oh, okay, sick, cool. Yeah, That's so, good. so pretty, pretty cool spot. Like, uh, definitely yeah. like it here. Was like, wish I grew up out here, but but it's all good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was just curious. So you live pretty close to to Disney. Yeah, like I, I literally yeah. go there like all the time. Like that's like yeah, like my my friends and I like that's where like we go and like, hang out. Oh, that's so sick. I, to be honest, like I'm sure if I lived around there too, I would hang out there all the time. I only went there once last year, but it was so awesome. I that's, loved it. That's cool. Uh, how, how many days did you spend at Disneyland? Uh, just one. We did one day at Disneyland and, and then one day at Universal. But I okay. think looking back on it, you definitely need a few more for sure. Like it's It's pretty hard to do everything. Yeah, Disneyland, it's like, it's kind of like a toss up depending on like how busy the park actually is. And yeah, like some of the lines can get pretty crazy. Uh, I feel like you could do Universal in a day, like no problem. But Disney, yeah, that one was fine. Yeah, Disney could take like probably, like, I feel like you could do it all in like two days if you just like map it out right. For sure. Yeah, I definitely need to do it again sometime i i really liked it i never got to go as a kid or anything but i always heard people talking about it and shit i didn't get to go until i was uh yeah like 26 so it was it was super fun <laughs> okay and dang yeah. uh, do you remember about what time you went last year uh, like what time of the year yeah um i can't actually i think it was around may uh end of may or something like that 
Okay, so like yeah. before Wild Rose, right? Yes, yeah, or, or after after Wild Rose would be yeah, it would be after Wild Rose. Okay, yeah, dang, that's awesome. And uh, yeah. do, do you remember where you guys stayed at? Did you guys just get like a random like hotel or like Airbnb? Yeah, we got an Airbnb. We were we went down with a few people. I was with uh, I was with my girlfriend. Like we just got our own Airbnb. Um, but I was with Cody, uh, Cody DeWald. He plays in, uh, mortality rate and, uh, serration. And so I was with him and it was our, both our first times in, at Disneyland and we were, we were super pumped. Okay. That's sick. Um, yeah. serration, super sick band. Oh uh, dude. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with mortality rate. I, I think they're cool too, but, um, I sure. haven't had a chance to see either of those bands, which I'm kind of bummed about. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure if you come up to the fest, you'll at least see, well, you'll probably see both of them, but you'll at least see one of them. <laughs> okay. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be yeah. cool. Um, yeah. you're, you're talking about, uh, going out to dinner in Calgary. Uh, are you vegan or anything? I'm a vegan guy. Yeah. Okay. So what's like the cool spots to go to when you're up in Calgary? Uh, for vegan food. Yeah. Um, there's a place called Hearts Choice that we go to every every Sunday with a couple friends. Um, it's just that they do like a really good uh, breakfast menu on Sundays. Um, so that's like a Sunday staple for like my household and a couple of our friends. Um, for Wild Rose, we, we meet uh, at this place called Blaze Pizza. They have like a vegan option for pizza. So we, uh, we usually meet at Blaze. Yeah. <laughs> we have that down Wild here. Rose. <laughs> Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. I didn't know if it was a chain or anything. Like, whenever something like like that pops up in Calgary that we haven't heard of, we just assume that it's like this fucking uh, like this non-chain thing. But I, <laughs> yeah, I should have known that that was a chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it's owned. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's owned by this uh, company. They also own. Have you ever heard of like Wetzel Pretzel? Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never had it, but I've heard of it. Okay, yeah, it's like the same company. Wetzel's Pretzel. Okay, cool. It's good to know. Uh, yeah, we eat we at Blaze Pizza for Wild Rose. Um, there's a place called the Alumni here. It's like a fancy vegan restaurant if you're looking to spend a little bit extra money. Um, we just got uh, like a vegan deli. We got uh, like a bunch of like sandwich meat and like donair meat and a bunch of fake meat. And, uh, it's super cool. But to be honest, man, I, I, I do cook at home a lot. Or I don't cook at home, but my lady cooks at home. And, uh, we just eat at home usually. Um, but if I'm going out with my friends to eat, I'm usually just sitting there eating fries or something, you know? Okay. No, that's yeah. cool. I, I feel like I'd rather cook at home because, uh, I enjoy doing that. And it also, you know, it saves you on some money instead of going out and just spending money all the time. Cause it, it gets expensive to eat out like all the time. Oh dude. Yeah. It's, uh, it's insane. I remember I used to eat all the time and I remember when I stopped and I remember it was like, Oh shit, I have way more money than I used to. <laughs> I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you mentioned uh, Donaire uh, meat. I, I think it's funny because I just found out what that was, like, I think, like, last week. Because I, I follow... Um, I'm sorry? Like, uh, like you you didn't know what Donaire meat, like, was made of? No, no, no. I n- I've never heard of a, a Donaire. I, I never knew that existed. Oh, oh word. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you... Do you have like shawarma and donair down there? Uh, we have shawarma, but I've honestly yeah. have never heard of donair till like yeah, like oh, last crazy. week. 
that's so funny. Um, yeah, they kind of go hand in hand. I actually, honestly, I, I don't know the difference between the two. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I was watching, um, so you know, uh, that guy, Maddie Matheson. Yeah. Yeah. I know who he is. Okay. So he just started like a new series on YouTube and he, um, did a, a whole episode on, uh, the donair. He was saying that it was like a staple out in like Halifax and, Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, so curious. I was like, I've never heard of this like type of sandwich thing before. And I, I was just like really interested in it. So it's pretty funny that you bring it up because I've never heard of it before. And then now, like, I'm talking to you. Uh, yeah, and, going there. yeah, and then it just randomly comes up. I actually had no idea it was a Canadian thing. That's super funny. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the vegan donair meat that I had was awesome. I haven't had anything close to a donair in a really long time. So it was a nice treat. And it's just like, uh, comes on like a pita bread or some sort of bread. Um, yeah, like a donair. It would basically, yeah, it's like a, it's like a wrap. Yeah, it's like pita bread, uh, and like veggies and hummus and like sweet sauce and yeah, it's just like a perfect wrap. It's so good. If you ever get to get a chance to try one, you should have one. Yeah, I, I want to try a real donair because I feel like out here, like you know, we, we got to try like you know poutine from places. But I'm always curious, like yeah. if this is like authentic. Is this how it really is in Canada? Honestly, probably not. Like, um, the only real place to get authentic poutine is uh, is in Montreal. Um, and I feel like the same with the Donair would be in Halifax. But if you come to Wild Rose, there's a there's a good Donair spot kind of kind of close to the venue that we could hit. So. Okay. But I, I, I'm always weird about uh, sweet and like meat. It, it just kind of like just thought of it as just I'm not like a, a huge fan of it. A huge fan of what? Sorry. Uh, um, having like sweet stuff with like while I'm eating like meat. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair, man. I, I don't really dig the combo either. But I think that's that's what it is. It's just like meat covered with sweet, creamy sauce. <laughs> vegetables in a, in a, in a sandwich. Like literally that's what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll yeah. definitely have to try one. Um, cause I don't want to disrespect the culture. I, I definitely want to just experience <laughs> yeah. it at least once in my life, even if I don't fully enjoy it. Yeah, man, do it for the culture for sure. Okay. Um, we haven't, uh, really touched too much on your band. Uh, you, uh, sing for a band called trench. I do. Yeah. Can you talk about how you guys got together? Because uh, you guys put out uh, Shut Eye in 2016. And yeah. Oh, shit. Was that, uh, and I, I don't know if you'd call that like a EP or like a your first full length, because there's a lot of songs on there. Yeah. To be honest with you, I, I kind of just consider it a demo. Um, I think it's, even though it's long, it was just the first thing that we ever did as a band. Um, we did it all ourselves, like recorded it ourselves, um, spent like a decent amount of time writing it, but yeah, that was like our first thing that we ever did. Um, so I, I do kind of consider it a demo, but it is really long, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how it works either. I, I always have to ask for like clarification, but yeah, I don't care. Oh, Whatever yeah. nine song demo. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty funny, but yeah, I definitely, at least I say that now, like uh, at the time I was like, yeah, it's a fucking LP, man, but <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely a demo. Like it's, uh, um, yeah, at least in my mind, but, uh, how did we get together as a band? Um, I guess it was like six years ago now or something. It's been a minute. Um, 
Yeah, so me and Bryce used to play in a band when we were like, um, I guess we were like 15 to 18. We played in a band called Rancor. Um, he played guitar and I sang in it. And then after that, that band kind of ended because everybody needed to um, just like get a job and move out of their parents' house and stuff. And I was already working in a tattoo shop, so I was learning how to tattoo. So everybody kind of went their separate ways for I think a good like three three years or something like that. And then uh, uh, Bryce, uh, what was going on? Bryce, yeah, Bryce was going through a bit of a rough time, and so we were hanging out all the time. Um, and we, uh, he decided he wanted to like start a band again, like write some riffs. And I was super into it cause I, I, uh, had kind of secured my job at the tattoo shop and it was getting a little bit busier so I could like take some extra time away from drawing to, to like play in a band again. And, uh, yeah. So Bryce kind of figured it out, uh, wrote some riffs. Um, we didn't know who else we wanted to be in the band. Um, so we asked, uh, Tony and Tommy, um, the drummer and the, uh, bass player in trench. Um, they played in a band called the fallacy in Calgary they're like a metalcore band. Uh, this was many years ago. So we asked them if they wanted to jam with us and, uh, they seemed super into it. And then we went over to their house and literally that was it, man. Like it was just meant to be like, we just clicked with them so well and uh, got along so well. Uh, just never, never really looked back. And when you'd asked uh, Tony and Tommy to uh, jam out, did you know them on a personal level or did you just know that they played instruments in another band? Yeah. So, I mean, we'd all been in like the same room a million times just because of shows. Um, personally, I had never even conversed with Tony and Tommy. Bryce and Bryce had talked to them um, a few times, but I knew that they were awesome musicians. We just never, literally never had the chance to talk before we started jamming. Um, so obviously like going into somebody's house and it's like we jam it there at Tony and Tommy's house. So going into somebody's house without knowing them can be kind of weird sometimes, but it totally wasn't at all. They're like the friendliest dudes ever and they've become like, like my best friends. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, it was definitely meant to be. Oh yeah, that's super cool. Uh, and at what point did uh, Cole join the band? Yeah, it's just what to say. So I think uh, I guess it would be like two years after Trench actually started. Cole uh, Cole joined uh, joined the band. Um, yeah, we had just re- or we were in the process of recording um, the EP that came after Shut Eye uh, Condition. We were recording that when Cole joined the band. Um, so he didn't have any part in. in in that EP. But, uh, but yeah, he joined the band. Um, and he played his first show with us was actually wild Rose, uh, like three years ago. So. Dang, that's cool. And he, he actually does a lot of awesome stuff for the scene up there. What's that? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Cole, he, he does like a lot of awesome stuff for the scene up there. Yeah, totally, man. Cole, uh, yeah, he's obviously like he played uh, he played guitar in Grave Maker. Um, he played in a band called Act Fast that did a reunion at the Fest uh, this or last year, I guess. Um, yeah, man, the guy is all over the place. He he's a really talented musician. He uh, he's a producer. He's a DJ. Like he's all over the place. It's it's super sick. Very um, uh, a very essential dude for sure. I had no idea Cole played in Grave Maker. 
yeah, he played uh, he played guitar in Gravemaker for a couple a couple. I don't I'm not sure if it was two records or one record that he wrote with them, but yeah, he played in Gravemaker for um, for a while. Dang, that blows my mind. I had no idea because I, I I I saw that band like a million times. Oh, are you are you were you into that band? Yeah, I was a huge fan yeah, of that cool. band. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they're 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 one of the bands that people think of too when they think of like Canadian hardcore. Yeah, um, because um, wasn't it split like like some members were in America and uh, some were in Canada? Yeah, yeah totally, man. Um, yeah, I know a few of them were like you know uh, Pacific Northwest, like Seattle area or something like that, mm-hmm. and then some in Vancouver, and then Cole's from Calgary. Um, but I think he, he, he was touring in a band called, uh, Horizons. Um, they did like massive, like long tours. I, I don't know if you ever saw that band, but, uh, um, so he was playing basically in a full-time touring band. And I think that's how, um, he got asked to play in Gravemaker cause they were also a full-time touring band. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy. <laughs> looking back yeah, on that, that is crazy. Yeah. Do you yeah. know? Do you ever know what happened to the singer? What was his name John? I think his name was John. John, yeah, I don't know him personally. Talked to him a couple times, but I don't know uh, what's happened to him. When when we go and play in uh, in Vancouver, I, I see him at, at shows once in a while for sure. That's crazy. But I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, because I remember like they hit it like really hard, and then they got signed to Victory, and then they put out that record, and then they just kind of like fizzled out. It was like super strange yeah. to me. Yeah, totally, man. To be honest, I'm, I'm not 100% sure what happened with the actual band, but I know that Cole, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but I, I know mm-hmm. that, that Cole basically left Gravemaker to pursue his, his uh, producing career. Like, he produces for this um, hip-hop group called Suicide Kings, and they're okay. still really busy to this day. Like they, uh, like, they still release music. They still, like, tour Europe. They still do all that stuff, but he uh, he basically left Braidmaker so that he could pursue that. Dang. And he's still doing that to this day, so it was probably a good move. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, because Gravemaker was like yeah. ages ago. Like I remember totally, man. Dude, yeah. I remember I quit my first job to drive to Arizona to catch a Gravemaker show. Damn, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell him that. Yeah. Yeah, holy that. shit. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, well, man. Yeah. Okay, so Cole yeah, joined the band. Cole joined, yeah, Cole joined the band, um, which was awesome. He's a super good guitar player. Um, he's got really good ideas just with our for our band, and yeah, it's been it's been awesome having him in the band as well. Um, everybody in my band is honestly like without sounding like a cocky dick. Like everybody in my band is amazing at what they do. They're all so talented. Um, yeah, I, they're amazing. <laughs> I can't say enough about them. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Hell yeah. Ride for your yeah. freaking crew. It's all good. Um, yeah, totally, man. Uh, one thing that I'm really curious about is like uh, Trench. Whenever I see Trench, it's there's always like this uh, green aesthetic. Like, I'm not Ooh. sure when that started. Oh, shit. Cool. Oh shit! We lost him. Not Cole. Why did I say Cole? Jay Breen. We lost Jay Breen. Hey man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh no, it's all good. I, I was like just in the middle of asking you a question, and then it just kind of cut out. 
yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what happened there. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. Things happen. Like literally, I did a episode the other day, and in the middle of it, my internet just decided to go out. So I had to like go like restart oh, my modem and everything. And I'm like, oh shit! Like, um, and I was like on a time crunch too because uh, the guest that I had, he had like a hard out. He had to be done by a certain time. So I was like freaking out because I was like losing like time, but uh, yeah. got it working again. Everything was fine. Okay, sweet. Well, that's good. Yeah, that would have uh, been bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's all good. But um, before I cut out, I was asking you, whenever yeah. I, I see Trench these days, there's like this green aesthetic. And I was wondering, like, when did that start and what's like the significance behind the green? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. Like, <clears throat> we never really intended uh, for the green thing to kind of stick. But uh, our first, uh, I guess our EP uh, condition, when that came out, um, we did it with a green, like a green clear tape. So it was like a white cover with a green clear tape. And then we did a shirt to go with it. Um, my friend Evan, uh, who owned a company called Cousin of Death, he did like a collaborative uh, shirt with Trench for uh, one of the Wild Rose uh, fests. And it was green. And he was like, man, Trench has like a color uh, it's green. I was like, you should just keep it green, like play under green lights and stuff. And so it was actually Evan Shaw's idea, uh, to make trench, like <laughs> kind of have a color. And we just kind of stuck with it, man. I, 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 uh, I didn't really ever intend it for that to be a thing, but yeah, we just kind of stuck with it. There isn't really a reason other than, uh, than Evan thought it was kind of a sick idea. So we stuck with it. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely cool. Cause like whenever I see anything and I'm like, okay, there's like that green, I automatically think that it has something to do with like you guys. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that, that that's kind of the point as well. Just to kind of, I don't know. It's uh, I don't want to say it's like fucking branding because that's kind of whatever, but, uh, but yeah, I think uh, you can associate a color with our band. And I think that's kind of cool. Okay. And, um, yeah. And, and you guys' logo, you have that kanji next to trench. Uh, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not super well versed in my kanji, so I, I'm not sure what that symbol means. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. It, it just says trench. It's uh, it's like a traditional uh, Chinese Mandarin character. Tony and Tommy uh, are Chinese twins, um, so their mom uh, kind of authenticated this little symbol for us. So, and we thought it looked cool in front of our in front of our name. There are a few other bands called Trench as well. So I thought it, it's good to like differentiate your band between other bands that have the same name as you. Yeah, no, that's super cool, and that's crazy. I had no idea that they're twins. Yeah, they're twins. You can't. Well, I can tell them apart now, but people that meet them first are have trouble sometimes. For yeah. sure. And their names are, you know, kind of similar. There's like, you know, hey, yeah. there's like a one letter difference. 100% man. Yeah. It's not, we, we don't make it easy, you know? <laughs> okay. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So uh, Trench, you guys had um, a release uh, earlier in the year. Yeah. The Gift of Guilt. Yeah. And that one was uh, just a, a three song release. Yeah. Yeah. At, Normally, I like you know starting from the demo, uh, I would expect something like a, like a little longer. Was there a reason you guys only came out with three tracks this time around? Um, 
Yeah, I guess there is a reason. Um, yeah, we, we've been writing an LP for like almost, well, it's done now, but we were writing it for uh, almost two years. Okay. So we felt kind we felt kind of, uh, if we didn't release something this year, I don't know, man, there's so much stuff that comes out every year that you kind of want to stay, I don't know, semi-relevant. So we actually just wrote those three songs to literally put something out. Like we literally sat in a room and figured out three songs just so that we could go record them and put them out so that nobody would, uh, would forget about trench, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Cause, uh, I, I definitely get that cause things do move really fast. There's always like some hot new demo dropping every other week and you know, the, yeah, the totally. well-established bands are still putting out music. So I, I get it. Sure. Um, I guess it's kind of a smart move to um, put out something small just to, you know, keep everybody uh, occupied and, uh, knowing that you guys are still active and around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the move. So we we just decided to do it. It took like a little bit of time out of writing our LP, but it was totally worth it. Um, yeah, it was super fun. The recording experience was like the best recording experience I've ever had. Um, we recorded with a guy named uh, Jordan Chase, okay, um, in Kelowna, and uh, yeah, man, honestly, the best experience I've had in the studio. Um, can't say enough good things about about Jordan. Uh, studio is called uh, Udalawi Recordings, so shout out to that. And can you talk about why you had such a good experience there with him? Um, he's just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, we, we, none of us had ever met him before. And as soon as we all met him, it just, it clicks. Like, he said it. He was like, uh, are you guys like my long-lost brothers? Like, we all have the same taste in music. Like, we just all got along super well. Um, he's also like extremely, um, experienced, I guess, in the, in the music industry. He played in a, in a couple big bands, like a band called, uh, Shutterfly, uh, or Stutterfly, sorry. And a band called, uh, Secrets and Whisper. Okay. Um, if you've ever heard of those bands, but they, they were quite, quite big, uh, and like full time touring bands. And he, uh, he just has a lot of experience, like with, with being in a band and trying to trying to do the thing, you know. So he was just, yeah, lots of lots of help and just, uh, yeah, his experience was, was awesome. So okay, that's cool. Shout out to him uh, for your band. I, I feel like you guys, um, you know, you you do fall under the like metal core label, I guess. But um, you guys are also, I, I think, like a little more like experimental as well. Yeah, I would say that's pretty pretty accurate for sure. Yeah, and uh, is that type of music um, pretty popular up in your area? Um, yeah, to an extent. I mean, to be honest with you, man, like our 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 scene, our hardcore scene in Calgary, particularly, is I wouldn't say it's small or anything, but it's not massive. So when I say people do like that band, I mean maybe like 80 people like that, you know, mm -hmm. but who, who really knows? I'm not really sure how people feel about like really, um, heavy, like experimental music anymore. But to be honest, that's not really the reason, uh, why we do trench, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just a lot of fun. And everybody in my band has a ton of different, uh, influences. Each one of us, like if you had to give us all like a top 10, top 10 records like they would all be different i guarantee you, we, none of us would have the same records in the top 10 you know 
Um, so everybody likes different stuff, and I think that's why it's so experimenty, you know? Yeah, no, and, and that's something cool because it would be kind of, I'm not really lame, but I guess it would be kind of like weird if you guys all had the same exact taste and then you guys would, you know, produce like a certain sound instead of it kind of being all over the place. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being like a straightforward, like hardcore band. Like, I love that shit. It's just not, uh, not what I personally wanted to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And uh, have you guys ever played in the States? Uh, no, no, never played in the States. Okay. It's pretty like, hard for, for us to get there, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, not like driving wise, like that does take a long time, but just like if we want to do it uh, legally, it's very expensive. Um, especially with Trench, like we all use a bunch of crazy gear and, and shit like we can't borrow gear to play our set you know yeah because nobody's gonna to, be we, we, go ahead uh yeah i was just gonna say nobody can lend us the things that we need so we have to take stuff over the border and to do that you need a you need a working visa which is like almost twelve hundred dollars per person so it's and that's like just to cross over with your equipment that's just a crossover yeah that's nothing so that's for us as a five-person band it's six thousand dollars you know so mm-hmm. <laughs> not exactly chump change yeah but we would love to one day man like it's definitely i'd love to especially come to california like we, i want to play with some bands down there i like i like a lot of bands from california right now so i i just want to come chill and see what's up yeah and uh, you know i i, I always feel this way because I, I feel like um even though you guys are just like to the north of us uh sometimes yeah. people like don't really realize that there are good bands up in Canada doing stuff currently. For sure. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Cause, cause I feel like there's, if, uh, like if, if you guys play down here, uh, I, I feel like you guys would definitely get like a good reaction cause people would appreciate your guys' music. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I've, yeah, I've said that before. I was like, I think, uh, people in the States really like, like this, whatever the style of music is, I don't even know what to call it, but yeah, people in the States might actually like trench, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we definitely do want to go there. Uh, eventually we're just trying to, trying to figure it out or like trying to figure out a band that we can go with or something, but we have been trying to figure it out for a minute. So it'll happen eventually. It just might take some time. Okay, for sure. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, but I'm also curious, uh, what bands are you into right now from California? Oh yeah. Um, Man, I think that that Spinebreaker band is, like, one of the best fucking bands, like, in the States right now. I don't know, like, I don't know if that's, like, a general consensus that they're, like, a really good band down there, but fuck, that band is good. Like, um, do you like that band? Uh, yeah, I, I actually had on uh, The Singer a couple weeks ago, and I just had on um, one of their guitar players uh, yesterday, and I'm having on oh, like, really? yeah, yeah. And I, I'm having on the, the, the main uh, songwriter uh, on later tonight. Oh, sick. That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah so, I, I really like that band. Yeah, no, um, awesome really- band. But they're more like regional, to be honest, because like they're all like really busy, so they don't play too often. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't see them on too many things, but, um, but yeah, I really, I like the, they have like an LP that I like and they put out like one song a while ago or something. And I thought that, that song destroyed. Okay. Um, so yeah, Spinebreaker, one of them. Um, I really like Drain. 
Um, Drain is super cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I really like Hands of God. That uh, that blueprints. Uh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called, but the the blue EP is super good. Like I I do it. I listen to it all the time in the gym and stuff. Okay, hell yeah, super um, awesome band. Uh, what's the other band that I really like? Uh, Gulch. Gulch is super cool. Like into that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it seems like you're um, in favor of uh, like all those bands you named are from like Northern California. Okay, yeah, yeah, which are uh, awesome scene. I, I've yet to make it up there, but uh, all the people that I've had on the podcast from like up there has been super nice, and I really cool, dig yeah. like uh, all the bands that are going on right now, like up there. Yeah, man, you guys, uh, you guys got some heavy hitters out there for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so weird because uh, growing up in California, that's always just kind of been like my norm. So I, I don't really know how like other scenes like really operate because like w- whenever I talk to somebody from like um, uh, like a different state or like a different scene, I'm always just so curious like how things work because like out here, yeah. um, I, I'm just used to it always just being so crowded and there's always going to be like a tour coming through here because like we're in California and that's where everybody kind of want to get to. So yeah, yeah. So, so it's always it, no, like it, it's always interesting to me to talk to other people about their scene. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, I think it's probably, yeah, do you uh, do you sometimes not go to shows because there's, like, other shows going on that week and stuff? Like, Yeah, like, um, right now, like, uh, in, in December, there's, like, an annual toy drive that's happening, but the first night of the toy yeah. drive, there's a show um, happening in Orange County. The toy drive is, like, the next county over, but it's, like, a, like probably, like, a 25-minute, like, difference in driving. Um, but I have friends from, uh, like Pennsylvania playing in orange County and, uh, it's the same night as the first night of the toy drive. So I'm going to choose to see my friends from Pennsylvania just cause I've never seen them play before and I've never, and this is their first time coming to California. So it's like, I'm going to go to that oh, okay. and then hit the toy drive yeah. on the, like the last two days. Cause it's like a three day event. Yeah. That's so sick. I, uh, it's like very rare that something comes through like our neck of the woods, especially in Alberta. It's like kind of the middle of Canada that nobody ever goes to, you know, uh, Alberta and like Saskatchewan and Manitoba are kind of notorious for not getting any shows. Mm -hmm. Um, so whenever something comes through, I think that that's the special thing about like our scene in those three places. Uh, If anything, (laughs) any band comes through, everybody's there because we don't, uh, we don't have the options, you know, it's like a hardcore show every every three months, so it's uh, yeah, it's a uh, slim picking. So everybody just goes, and it's kind of sick. Yeah, no, I I think uh, sometimes like there can be like oversaturation where there are too many things going on. But um, to be honest, in like the last couple of months, like we've been kind of like in a lull just because of like you know after. Okay after like sound and fury uh like you know so many bands have already came out here for the fest and even leading up to that and then even like a week or two after the fest there's like a little bit of fallout for like bands that are still around that will play um so there hasn't been too many shows like in this month but like uh uh in november um there's like a couple shows in the middle of the month uh that are pretty big and then towards like the end of the year things are starting to like pick up again yeah 
do you guys have like a season where nothing happens? Like, uh, like our winter, like nothing happens between like November and like February. Like nobody comes here, <laughs> which is understandable. It's like covered in snow and you can't really drive anywhere. But, uh, uh, do you guys have a season like that? Uh, no, to be honest, because uh, like um, yeah. we don't really see the different seasons like you guys do. Yeah. So yeah, like right. we we never see snow, like uh, n- no tornadoes or anything. Like we'll get an earthquake or some rain, but n- n- <laughs> yeah. nothing to like steer people away. So um, we'll, yeah. they'll be. I didn't think that. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I didn't think that you guys had snow, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but that that would uh, that'd be crazy if California got snow. Yeah, like it's, it's only happened like in the past, like a long time ago, but it's definitely not happening now. Um, so, oh, really? Crazy. Yeah. So. Uh, People um, will get things like even like like right now, I, I guess it probably would be that period that you're talking about. But it's not that people aren't coming out due to like weather or anything. It's just like just things are just like sprinkled um, pretty uh, thin right now just because like, you know, bands are either like recording or they had already been out here um, in the year. So they're just like taking like a little break. But like it's like very short period. Yeah, word. that makes sense. Okay. Um, there, there used to be, um, or, or maybe it still goes on. I'm not sure, but there's like a fest that used to happen in Canada. I'm trying to remember where it would happen. Um, What's it called? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. I'm like, I was going to ask you to name some of the <laughs> some of the big fests that have happened in Canada because it's just like uh, going over my head right um, now. Yeah, there's a few. Um, there's one called Not Dead Yet Fest. It's in Toronto. It's more of a it is like an all types of hardcore kind of fest, like anything from like boy to like metal kind of hardcore. Um, so that's a big one. I think they're on like, they've done it for many years. Um, mm-hmm. That's the only one that I can think of that's still going, to be honest. There used to be one called Heart Fest. Uh, I think it was in Ottawa and it, it was pretty decent. Like it had some bigger bands playing and stuff, but I never, I've never been to these fests. So I, uh, I've never gone. Okay, Heartfest was the one that I was thinking of because I just looked up one of the flyers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Heartfest. Um, yeah, I never went to that, but I think it was in Ottawa. Okay, and how come you never made it out to those fests? Um, that's a good question, man. I mean, Eastern Canada is pretty pretty far from where I live, you know? Okay. Um, um, like it's a good five-hour flight or like a three-day drive or something, you know? Um but uh, yeah, I never went to those fests. I never knew anybody in those scenes. Um, none of my friends uh, really. A few of my friends attended Not Dead yet, but it wasn't really. Uh, it wasn't really for me. It was more of a. Um, yeah, at least at the time that it was happening. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just never went. <laughs> yeah, no excuse. <laughs> and uh, is uh, touring across Canada? Is that something you guys would ever think about doing? Yeah, for sure. We've done like one half. Uh, doing the other half can get kind of tough because the drives are like, you know, 12 hours apart. But uh, but it is uh, something that we do plan on doing. It just uh, to do five shows, you need a week to, to do the driving. And uh, if you're going to do all of Canada, it's probably uh, like 10 or 11 shows and it takes like three weeks or something. So it's, uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty tasking, but it is a lot of fun. And uh, it is something that Trench will will do one day for sure. 
Yeah, because I feel like it would be cool if like some of like the Canadian bands like United and did some like awesome Canadian tour. Like I think it would be awesome to see like uh, like you guys, uh, Serration, Prowl, um, Plead, like go on some crazy tour across Canada. Yeah, it would be sick. I would love to do something like that. Man, I haven't heard of Prowl in a long time. That band's awesome. Yeah, I'm not even sure if they're still active because um, I know they they played. I don't know either. They they did play a fest um, in the states uh, last year, or, or I keep saying last year, but it, it happened so early in the year that it feels like last year. They played earlier this year, um, uh, LDB Fest in Louisville, and oh, I, yeah, I right. it was the first time I ever heard of them. I was like, dude, this band's super sick. Yeah, um, yeah, they did play that. I think Stepping Stone played that as well. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's cool, man. I know those bands are, are really good friends and they've done stuff together. But yeah, I have no idea if Prowl is like still a thing or if they're, uh, they probably are. They just haven't like done anything in a minute. But, um, but yeah, I'd be sad if they were calling it quits. Yeah, same here. Cause I haven't had a chance to catch them live yet. Yeah, no, they're definitely awesome live for sure. Yeah, they killed it. Okay. Well, uh, We've been talking for about an hour and I have yet to ask you about your, uh, your normal job, I guess you can call it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's normal jobs, <laughs> unnormal, normal. Um, how did you, uh, get into tattooing or like, when did you take an interest in it? Cause, um, for me, I, I, I know some friends, like I, I have a buddy who's a tattoo artist and has his own shop, but I just like, it's just such, such a crazy thing to me because you have to be good at art beforehand yeah. to even be a good tattoo artist. So it's just like, have you been like, you know, into drawing like your whole life or is this something you got into like later in life? Yeah. Um, it, I guess like I didn't get into it later in life, but I guess, uh, yeah, I, I started drawing like tattoo designs when I was super young. Uh, I guess like, you know, 13, 14, just in like art class in like school, uh, that's all I would do in art class. I would fail every art class because I would spend the time just drawing tattoo stuff <laughs> and not doing the actual work. Um, but I actually got into tattooing because of this girl that went to my high school. Her mom owned a tattoo shop. And uh, so eventually I just got a job like mopping the floor there. Like I wasn't doing anything. Um they were going to teach me how to like do the counter, but they didn't want to teach me how to tattoo because I was so young. Um, and then, so I worked there for a couple of years just doing nothing. And, uh, they, they saw me like do some art homework one day. And, uh, my boss was like, Oh, you can kind of, you can kind of draw, like you should learn how to tattoo. And I was like, okay, sure. Let's go. Like it wasn't really something that I, that I sought out because I was so young. I was like 16 when I was working in the shop, but I, I didn't even know tattooing could be, a career. So, um, yeah, it kind of, it didn't like luck out for me or anything, but I, I, I feel like I got very lucky cause I just kind of, I didn't get it handed to me, but I more or less, uh, got an apprenticeship because I was just good at drawing, you know? Yeah. Dang. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, how long did you, uh, have to be an apprentice before you actually started tattooing people? Um, it's always different for sure, but I, I did an apprenticeship, um, for tattooing. It was like a year and a half for tattooing, but I was already working in the shop for, 
I guess it would have been three years total before I tattooed. So I definitely paid my dues uh, for for a long time. And did you ever like tattoo on like that like fake like um, like pig skin, or did you just like go start tattooing on people like right away? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did like a pig's foot. Um, we couldn't find like like sheets of skin. That's so fucking gross. But yeah, um, we couldn't find sheets of skin, so we would tattoo like this pig's foot, um, and then we would tattoo like like oranges and like uh, grapefruits and stuff. But I actually did my very first tattoo on Cody uh, from Serration, who's also a tattooer. Um, but we were kind of he was like. I think he maybe had like a year on me he was tattooing, but yeah, so he let me do my first tattoo on him. Um, and yeah, that was, that was almost 10 years ago. So it's kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> Dang, you've been tattooing for that long? Yeah, man, I started when I was uh, like basically the day I was 18 and I'm 28 now. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, uh, it's been 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And how'd you d- describe your style? It's kind of uh, just a weird mixture of uh, traditional and Japanese and maybe some sort of uh, like darker aesthetic to it. But to be honest, man, I, I don't really know. Uh, some people call it like like spooky traditional, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. But uh, so I've just kind of been rolling with that, I guess, even though it's kind of a funny name. But yeah, it's kind of a weird style for sure. Yeah, because like uh, I've obviously like uh, follow you on Instagram, so I've definitely seen like a lot of yeah. your work, and like some yeah. of my favorite things that you've ever done was like uh, that girl you, you did like her entire like back and like her butt cheeks. Um, it was like the um, it was the eagle with like the some sort of skull. It was a cow oh, skull. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's on my friend Ashton. Yeah, it's like a vulture and a cow skull all down her back. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Dude, yeah, thank you. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, that piece takes a long time. Yeah, that shit takes forever, man. Yeah. I'm really, I'm so, like, fortunate that people trust me to do, like, that style and, like, that scale of, of work on them. I'm, I'm really uh, fortunate and grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, it's cool that she was definitely down to come back because I, I know people who have, like, started their back but are, like, too scared to finish it because it hurts so bad. Yeah, I definitely have lots of those out there, too. Like, started something big and haven't seen it in a couple of years. But shit happens, man. That stuff's expensive, and it's not priority. Like, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Too. Like, uh, people got other shit to worry about than their tattoos, you know. But I'll always be there when they want to finish it, so... <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where somebody's come back after like a year or two um, with a big piece and you just being surprised at seeing it after for so, so like for so, so long? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically since I've started tattooing, uh, that's always kind of happened. You know, somebody starts a back piece and then they get laid off of their job or they have a kid or something really unexpected happens. And then I don't see them for a couple of years and, then they'll come back and I'll have to work on something that's, you know, the style is semi outdated, even though I still did it. It's not like up to par of what I'm doing now, but I still enjoy like working on, on anything that I've done. Tattooing is so much fun. I, I would never trade it for, for like anything. So I, I could do any tattoo any day and, and be stoked. Okay. And there's this other piece that you've done that I like. It's, um, it's kind of like, a, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. I'm trying to find it on your Instagram right now. It's like, uh, oh, okay. yeah. uh, I guess it'd be like kind of like a, some sort of like 
glove. It's like black and gold, and it's like holding some like spiky ball. <laughs> That's like the oh, best. Oh yeah, it's a it's called a, a gauntlet. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. This shit looks so tight. Yeah. Thanks, man. Fuck yeah. Okay. And dang. So tattooing. Do you have, do you have a lot of tattoos? Yeah. I, I, I don't have my back done, but I have like, uh, basically like my right arms covered. Uh, I have like my okay. torso done. Um, I have like some stuff on my legs. And like a couple of pieces on like yeah. my left arm, so yeah, I've, I've, I've okay. got like a bunch, but nothing crazy. Yeah, getting pretty full though. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, hey, have you ever? I, I, you know, like what, what kind of like um, makes me laugh is like when I see people that uh, just have like their hands tattooed or just have their throat tattooed. I'm just like, man, like what are you doing? It's it's like so weird uh, to me. Yeah, shit's brutal, but I don't know, man. Some people just don't fucking know, right? Yeah, but yeah, it is it is pretty brutal uh, to see like just a hand tattoo or just a neck or a face tattoo. It does does make me fucking cringe on the inside a little bit, but I try not to try not to judge that hard. It's like, hey man, you should get a sleeve or something. <laughs> you don't look like a fool. <laughs> yeah, uh, and would you do that? If some kid comes in, hey, I, I want my throat tattooed. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I uh, I'm very I'm very. Uh, weary about visible tattoos on people. Okay. Um, especially, especially people that, you know, if they're, uh, I don't know, unless they're already covered in tattoos or they are a tattooer or they have some sort of a job that doesn't care if they get a tattoo. Like I ask all these questions before I, uh, before I tattoo something super visible on somebody, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I have my hand tattooed. That's like, like that. And then I have like, you know, tattoos like behind my ears. So the, they're like the most yeah. visible. Um, but, but I don't have, have like they, my have throat. They ever, or... Go ahead. Yeah. Have they ever affected your life or anything though? Like, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I've been fortunate yeah. enough to, um, like the job that I have, like they, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like we, we, it was like, I think probably like two years ago at this point, they had like a, like a, this big, like corporate meeting where like they, um, encouraged us to express ourselves. And in the meeting, they're like, yeah, you can yeah. have like any hairstyle, any hair color. Like, um, we don't care that if you have tattoos because like, you know, it, um, it, it doesn't like define who you are as a person. I was like some weird like corporate bullshit, but yeah, I've been fortunate enough to where like tattoos haven't held me back in my personal life. Yeah, that's awesome. I I am finding that that is a more uncommon thing now that you would actually be affected by getting a visible tattoo. Because yeah, like you say, man, most companies, like even corporate stuff is like stoked on tattoos now because they look like they're being diverse, (laughs) you know? So it's it's uh, it's a totally different time now. So yeah, I'm definitely less weary about it now than I was a couple of years ago when like every 18 year old wanted like a big owl on their neck or something. But, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's definitely a little bit different now. It's definitely more accepted for sure. Yeah, it's super crazy too because I, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's always just weird to me because um, when I was younger, I, I like. Uh, was around a bunch of people who had tattoos and uh you know got tattooed so i kind of like knew about the culture before i even got like a a tattoo and this is like back when like it was still like kind of taboo to have tattoos it wasn't like so normal like like it is these days 
Yeah, totally, man. It's uh, it's definitely not as normal, uh, or it's definitely way more normal now. It's harder to find somebody that doesn't have a tattoo than to find somebody that does. <laughs> yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, because I, I remember like when like I got my, my my first tattoo, my mom was like freaking out. She's like, "Everybody's gonna think you're a gangster now, and like nobody's gonna treat you right." <laughs> I was just like, I was like laughing. I was like, I don't care, because at the time I was just like, whatever. I didn't like yeah. think. Uh, it was gonna uh, affect me like that way because like I like my first tattoo wasn't visible I, I didn't go crazy and get like a face tattoo or anything like that like I, I still don't have a face tattoo I'll probably never get one yeah honestly me either man. I'm a tattooer and I never get my face tattooed and yeah exactly like your mom was right like at the time maybe when you got your first tattoo it was maybe for a different type of person but now it's it's for anybody and now it's like if you get a face tattoo without anything else it's more comical <laughs> than it is like anybody's scared of you more and more people will laugh at you yeah than would actually be terrified you know <laughs> yeah and, and it's yeah like sometimes like I'll, I'll i'll see it too just like out in the wild like people with just like random face tattoos and i'm just like wow it's oh, so insane too. yeah i blame i blame uh soundcloud rappers but what do you do? Like, I, I like some of that shit too. So like, what do you do? Like, it's just a, it's just a cultural thing now. Yeah. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. and have you always been at the same shop? Uh, no, our, uh, I've been at, I did three, three different shops. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been in, uh, Siphon Spade now for five years. The shop's been open for five years. I've been there since, uh, since it opened. Um, I don't own it or anything. It's it's not mine, but I just, yeah, just a, just a part of the shop and it's, uh, I treat it like my own. So I don't think I'll be going anywhere. Okay. Oh yeah. That, that's cool. That's a pretty long time. Five years. That's like half a, like half a decade. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. It seems, yeah. Time has flown in the shop for sure, but it's, uh, but it's been good. Yeah. Five years. <laughs> Fuck. That's crazy. And, um, how is like the culture up there, like in Canada, like when it comes to ta like tattoos? Because like out here, like I, I feel like there's like you know uh, some trends, and especially like where I'm at, there's definitely like um, like a, a like a ton of good shops to choose from. So I got, I'm always yeah. just curious like how it is like um, up there because I've, I've never really talked to anybody that um, is uh, or that is a tattoo artist from Canada. Yeah, sure. Um, to be honest, man, I, I think it's. Uh pretty underrated there's some super good tattooers in canada um calgary particularly has a lot of really good uh shops maybe not stuff for like everybody like if you're more into traditional stuff there isn't there's like a good handful of tattooers in my city that are that are good at traditional stuff but there isn't like 10 shops to pick from where everybody does traditional tattoos you know um but there are there is definitely a lot of talent just maybe not not what uh not what uh everyday people are looking for if that makes sense okay yeah no i definitely get that um have you yeah. uh or the, do you like doing guest spots like outside of your shop uh yeah i do i uh it is kind of harder um uh for me to get away because i am fairly busy at my my shop at home so when i go do a guest spot it's usually um like for fun or like for a break or something, you know? Okay. Um, like I'll just go hang out with, with friends and work with them for a week or so, but it's not, uh, it's not the most lucrative thing for me anymore. So I don't, I tend to not do it too much now and only do the guest spots where I'm 
like hanging out with my like actual friends, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, uh, had a roommate and he was a tattoo artist and he was like super lazy and he just, uh, would just like do the bare minimum. Like he would honestly, I, I, he would only work when he like needed money, even though he was like really talented and like, I would always like, um, like push him. I'm like, dude, like you are really good at tattooing. Like you should definitely try to like strive for more with like uh, your skill and yeah. Uh, yeah, and he just like never wanted to do anything, but then eventually he kind of like figured it out and like moved out of state and uh, started to take his work like more serious, which is cool because like he was really talented. But I, I was just like for the longest time he was just kind of like just kind of throwing it away because he could have been like so much like farther along with it if he would have like taken it serious like early on. Yeah, it's definitely a, a thing that you need to go one hundred percent in, or there's no point, you know. Um, yeah, you need to like, even just getting a clientele, like nobody's going to come to you if you're a lazy tattooer, like there's just no, uh, there's no way that that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, it is something you need to go like a hundred percent in, uh, for it to work out for you. So I'm, I'm happy he picked it up. And for you, um, have you ever thought about doing like any, like, you know, Jay Breen, like prints or like t-shirts to promote your tattooing? Yeah. Um, I haven't painted in a really long time. It's kind of a struggle for me. I'm really like hypercritical, uh, with stuff out. Obviously I am with tattooing as well, but when you tattoo somebody, it's, it's in the moment. Once it's done, it's done. And that's it. Like, uh, you can't change it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but with, but with painting and like making a shirt, like, it's really easy to get uh, hypercritical on yourself. So I have like a super awful habit of starting paintings and throwing them out halfway through or working on a shirt design and then being like, Oh, that's not, that's not cool. Like nobody's going to buy that. So it is kind of a weird thing that I struggle with for sure. So it's funny you bring that up, (laughs) but I'm nothing in the works. No, literally nothing. Like I have one unfinished painting that I'm literally staring at right now. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I'm probably not finish that painting. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I did make a shirt uh, for a convention uh, in Montreal uh, a couple of weeks ago and it actually sold pretty well. So I might put some of those online. Um, but yeah, I, I have definitely thought about it. Just haven't done it in a long time. Okay. What was the t-shirt design? Um, it's just a, it's a black t-shirt. It says uh, scythe and spade on the, on the sleeve. And then it has just like a green, a green spade with like a little skull in it. It's pretty simple. It's like super, super plain and simple, but I kind of like merch to be kind of plain. So. Okay. And the, the green, is that just you kind of like having trench bleed over into? (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Uh, Honestly, like I can't really deny that I'm kind of like just rolling with it. Even like we painted the shop green, like the whole inside of the shop is like a forest kind of green. Okay. Um, it's not like the same green as I would use for trench, but it is green. So yeah, I'm not, uh, I just, I just decided to roll with it, man. <laughs> That's cool. Hell yeah. I, I feel like yeah. people who like know, um, your band and then uh, see your shirt, um, for your tattooing, they'd be like, ah, oh, okay. I see it. I, oh, I would like yeah. it. I'd be like, Oh, yeah. that, that's like a cool, like little, like, um, nugget that, you know, people would only know if they listen to your band. 
Yeah, it's kind of, it's super true, man. And I wasn't going to do it. It was actually a person at my, my wharf that suggested I just make it green because the trench idea has like a green thing. He's like, this looks cool. Like, just do the same thing. And I like, okay, like, I'll just do it. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, it was fun. And yeah, they sell, they sold well. And, and people, uh, a couple of people in Montreal were like, oh, is this like supposed to be because of trench? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. of course. Yeah, we're, we're, it's on brand, <laughs> that green. It's on, it's on brand. Exactly. Okay. Hell yeah. That, that, that's awesome. That, that That's kind of funny that you're like doing that, but, um, hell yeah. yeah you you totally. should definitely put those it, online. It, it is. Yeah, it is funny. I should put them online and you're right. Yeah. But, um, but I don't know where, uh, have you ever had a web store for your tattooing or anything? No, I haven't. Um, if I were to sell, um, prints and stuff i would do them through uh there's a company in edmonton called river valley printing company okay and uh they do like prints for a lot of tattooers it's just like really good quality and you can just order the prints from them instead of directly to the tattooer because um, sometimes like you say uh, tattooers are lazy and even if you order something from them they might not ship it to you for a minute like this way it kind of just cuts out the tattooer you can just go buy prints uh, okay. from this website yeah, uh, no, I, t-shirts I, I'd probably just do myself. Okay. All right. Well, I, I hope at some point in the future you figure it out and put that stuff online. So I'm sure people would definitely be into it and want to show support. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's a good idea. I, I may just do that. Okay. Well, um, I feel like this is like a good place to wrap things up. Yeah, totally. Man. Yeah, it was super fun. Thanks for, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, no, I'm definitely I'm stoked that we're able to make it work because I'm you've definitely have been somebody I've been wanting to talk to for a while. So I'm, I'm glad that we're finally able to get it done. Yeah, man, honestly, uh, that was super fun. Thanks for being patient. I'm sorry that I've uh, been a little bit busy the last little bit. But yeah, this was super fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Uh, before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Um, yeah, I, I'd love to plug Wild Rose Hardcore Fest. Uh, if anybody listening is interested, there's a, a fest happening in Calgary. Um, we, we've done it uh, for the last couple of years, but um, yeah, the next couple of years are going to be, are, are going to be good. Um, are you still there? Sorry, you're breaking up, Jay. Hello. Hello. Jay, can you hear me? Hey, hey, sorry, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, sorry. You're raking up towards the end there. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. Uh, Where did I cut out? (laughs) You're talking about Wild Rose, you said, in the next couple of years. Okay, yeah. I'd just like to plug Wild Rose uh, Hardcore Fest. Um, Yeah, these last couple of years have just been really important. So I've been trying to grow our scene. So if anybody is interested, uh, yeah, come on out and, uh, and see the fest. Um, yeah, Trench uh, is going to be up to some stuff in the next uh, the next year, so look out for that too. Um, but other than that, man, that's that's really it. <laughs> All right. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show. It definitely means a lot. I love Canada hardcore, and I'm down to support you guys in any way that I can. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. I really appreciate you uh, being interested in our in our scene. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top.